As I mentioned, I'm going to be talking to now to Nina, our CEO of Volunteer Ireland. Good morning, Nina. Good morning, John. How are you? Thank you very, very much for taking the call. I hope I, I pronounced your name right today. You did indeed. I have uh, Matt Cullen <coughs> in studio with me, and he's, uh, as you know, uh, one volunteer of the, the, the Year Award. Um, so before we talk to Matt and yourself, tell us a little bit about uh, Volunteer Ireland. Well, we are the organization that promotes and supports and celebrates volunteering across Ireland. So we do that in a number of the ways, and one of them is by our um, annual Volunteer of the Year Awards, which we're delighted that Matt has won, and it's good to talk to you again, Matt. Morning, Nina. How are you? (laughs) Very good, thank you. Thanks for everything. so um, we, we well we have the awards and we're, they're all about really celebrating volunteers. A lot a lot of the volunteers we work with find that they don't necessarily want many thanks and they're certainly not doing it for the thanks. And and many of the ones I spoke to on our awards night said, you know, we we really we we don't need all this fuss made about us. But the point of the awards is that whether they want it or not, we we want to say thank you to them because they really are amazing. All of the we had 350 nominations and out of those 30 were shortlisted. And honestly, every single one of the third 350. Should should have got an award. Everyone did get a thank you card, but um, they just do amazing work, and, and the amount of work that volunteers do across Ireland is is really phenomenal and, and quite humbling. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> it is. It's amazing. And uh, I was talking to Matt earlier, and he he wasn't aware that he was even nominated for this, and it was a great surprise to him. And, it, 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 yeah, it's lovely because we, we do ask people to nominate people they know and a lot of the time they won't know they were nominated. So one of one, my colleague who calls around and tells people they've been shortlisted, it's one of the nicest jobs <laughs> um, you can have because you, you get to tell people and, and a lot of the time it is a really big surprise to them. And it kind of reminds us as well, um, we're a small organization, but it reminds us of, of why we do what we do and, and just be having this opportunity to thank volunteers in person and, and let them know that we think they're amazing is, is, is a great part of the job. And uh, when we're talking about volunteers, it's, it's all, all, all types of volunteers. There's, uh, there's guys who uh, coach football teams and, um, you know, they're giving up their time just for the sake of coaching the football teams. And then there's all, like, it, it's a wide spectre of uh, volunteering, isn't it? It's so wide, and it's getting wider. Volunteering is changing, and, and um, there are still the kind of traditional roles that might be fundraising or, or befriending, but it's becoming so much more diverse, and more and more organizations are getting smarter about how to engage volunteers in everything from skilled volunteering to kind of one-off volunteering, um, short-term volunteering. So it's not the case that, you know, you have to... There are some people like Matt who've, you know, volunteered for 40 years and spent a huge amount of time and commitment. But, you, you know, if you, not a lot of... Not everyone is able to do that and and volunteering can fit everyone's individual schedules so there's even more becoming more popular something called virtual volunteering which is actually volunteering from the comfort of your own home you might be in your pajamas at three in the morning helping to design a leaflet for a charity or something like that so there really is something to suit everyone's time and also everyone's skills and everyone's interests so we have a database of um, all the volunteering opportunities across Ireland. You can find it on volunteer.ie, and you can search that based on your location, the cause you're interested in, and the type of activity you'd like to do. And there's any given day about three or 4,000 volunteer opportunities on there. And uh, honestly, there's something for everyone. There's so much diversity <coughs> out there. And you have National Volunteer Days as well, don't you, Nina? We have National Volunteering Week. Yeah, we, yeah. we made it into a week instead of oh, a day right, because right. Um, they couldn't really fit it all in. <laughs> that's in May every year. And, yeah, that's all about getting people out volunteering and, and um, highlighting the diversity of volunteering out there. So it's another highlight of the year for us. 
So there's probably somebody out there now listening and saying, oh, I know a person who I would love to uh, nominate for next year's uh, Volunteer of the Years. Is, is that all? Uh, that information all available on the website? It is indeed, yeah. We're just kind of winding down from this year, so obviously next year won't be until the end of 2016. But um, look out on our website and all our nomination forms and everything are up there. It's actually really easy to nominate someone. It only takes a few minutes. It's not a very long form. It's just kind of a one-pager, who they are, why you nominate them, and that's about it. Um, And everyone who gets nominated gets a thank you card because we want to say thank you to everyone. So if, if you know a volunteer out there who deserves a thank you, please do nominate them next year. Yeah, and a thank you card, even a thank you card is great because the person says, well, somebody appreciates what I'm doing and it's, it's, it's great. But to actually get an award is, is, is fantastic. It is. It is lovely. And, um, and like I said, it's our way of saying that um, we really appreciate what, what all the volunteers are doing. And, and volunteers play such a huge role in Irish society. Um, if we sometimes joke that if, if you've you know, tried to picture a day in Ireland without volunteers, you'd, you'd have no rugby matches. You'd, ha- you'd have no sports pitches uh, mode. You'd have um, a lot of empty rooms and a lot of empty charities. You had a lot of charities struggling to, to fundraise and to deliver their services. A lot of things wouldn't work without volunteers. And I interview a lot of uh, different organisations, uh, NGOs and charity organisations, like you mentioned there. And there's uh, volunteers manning helplines throughout the day, and uh, these are fantastic people as well. But as you say, any type of volunteering is fantastic. Exactly, it is. And and I'd encourage anyone to just have a browse um, and, and have a look at what's out there. I was just looking actually at the Fingal, um, the opportunities available in Fingal. And just to give you a sense of, of if you have time, just to give a sense of diversity, I can give a few examples. Okay. So um, the Blanchardstown Centre for Independent Living is looking for a befriender. The Red Cross is looking for a fundraiser. St. Francis Hospice is looking for a driver. Habitat for Humanity is looking for um, a global village volunteer to help build houses in developing countries. The Daughters of Charity are looking for a reading assistant. Conservation volunteers are looking for volunteers to help with conservation works. Special Olympics um, are looking for a bowling club assistant to help Special Olympics athletes. Um, looking for volunteers with a parent and toddler group. Um, someone else is looking for an art or sports tutor. The Dogs Trust are looking for dog walker volunteers. The Irish Seal Sanctuary, if you like seals, are looking for first responders. So I could go on and on, but you know, I, it would take all day to read them all. But that just gives a flavour, maybe, of how much is out there. And it's all available there. And uh, listen, uh, Nina, is there anything you'd like to add? Um, just, to, just to say um, huge congratulations to you, Matt. Um, you really deserved it, and it's been a pleasure working with you, and, and we're delighted that you're the winner, and, um, and to encourage anyone listening to nominate volunteers next year. Nina, might I say that I have to say it was one of the best days of my life winning that because I was totally unexpected totally shocked and all I want to say is thanks to you and Claire and Amy and Emma um, for the work you put into it I I understand the volume of work involved in it and um, look it was just a fantastic occasion for me so thanks once again I'm so glad to hear that it was our pleasure Listen, Nina, thanks very much for uh, taking my call and uh, I'll, I'll talk to you after the show and we'll organise their podcasts and stuff like that. Thank you, Nina. Brilliant. Thanks very much for talking to me. Thank you. Okay, Matt Cullen. Matt, Matt you're, uh, you're a local You're a local man. You're from uh, up the road there in Swords. And uh, you did, congratulations. Like, it's a great honour to uh, 
uh, Volunteer of the Year. Now, just tell us a little bit about yourself. You, you, you were part of the uh, Source Tidy Towns, but there's more more, more balls to you than that. Yeah. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. You're not originally from Source. No, like, I'm originally from the Liberties. And um, then what happened was, like, John, way back when, when we got married first, that's where I originated from. But... Um, you know, we would have lived in a very small house in the Liberty. So when when we we actually drew a house in Fingness, um, all those years ago, you're talking about best part of forty years ago, and um, when we moved in, like it was actually under the corporation purchase scheme, and um, I thought it'd be just wonderful to build the community up from the very start. And if you like that, that's when I got involved in it, you know. So right, at the, so right at the beginning. Right at the beginning, it, like it, it, I literally went around every house in in our estate um, to just see what people would have thought about either forming an association, a community association, or joining up with an existing one. And the general consensus was to join up with an existing one because, you know, I suppose naturally enough, like we we would have been campaigning for a community hall, and the small estate wouldn't have been enough to, to be able to do that. But then it wasn't, wasn't just that, but it was also, like, um, to integrate a community. Like, and rather than have people operating separately, it was just cement, really, people together and um, having a common bond with each other and, and with the result that... Um, it would have. I would have spent, I suppose, in some some weeks, maybe four nights a week, going around, you know, making sure that called each house, make a note of the comments, and um, so I suppose from that time onwards, um, that's that was where I really got motivated. And but it, it was also there would have been an awful lot of problems in relation to infrastructure, as you can imagine. At that time, you know, we wouldn't have had much, and um, the idea what would be that as a community working together, we'd be successful in, in doing that, but also to build up a relationship with the kids and, and make sure there was as many activities as you could have for them and for the adults as well. So was there more or less a, a residence association you yeah. started up at yeah. 40 years ago? And is, yeah. it still, is it still going strong? Matthew? Yeah, um, well, the, 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 the residence association may, may not be now, but because it's a long time since <clears throat> I've moved out of the area, but I will say that the place looks terrific. Do you know what I mean? Like one one thing that I think is important to say, and that is that um, through all the work over the years, you know that people got involved. I mean, the community hall was built, the area looks well, the environment was improved, and um, when we moved into the area, it was open plan. There was there was you know very little. Um, Really, when when you got a house, it was a very basic house, really. So yeah, you had yeah. to work from there. So um, if you like, we're instrumental in, in in doing that type of work. Then also there would have been um, other activities, such as a community band was set up in the area. That was a real novel idea. Um, I don't deserve much credit for that. I just helped the person who came up with the idea. But I will say that we would have got... Um, you know, some instruments. We, we had nothing to start off with, so we would have got instruments from the Tala Festival Band that would have been a little bit um, battered. But nevertheless, you know... Yeah, they, they worked. They worked, they yeah. worked, that's it. Once we didn't mind, like we were told, once we didn't mind the look of them, um, you know, yeah. we were welcome to them. So that was it. All, all of these things between um, community activities, between 
like we would have had to do fundraising, negotiate with, you know, <clears throat> um, a, a company called Monarch Construction to build a hall um, and then also to deal with other issues, like, you know, naturally enough with problems with the houses, so that, you know, structural difficulties, and they, they were all attended to as well. So it was, uh, that, that was, that was then, and um, I would have spent twen- about 20 years doing that in, in that area. And then when I moved to Swords, um, okay, the first year, I didn't do that much, but from the year after I certainly did, I thought it'd be just lovely love the environment, you know, and I thought in my own estate that I'd just start off with, with fostering an interest with the children and making sure, you know, that they had an involvement in it as well, as well as the adults, of course, you know. But, um, and the idea being that, you know, if you're putting down plants, that it'd be a child would, this, would this have the, the plant. This you is know. the tidy towns now. Yeah, no, about, but yeah. before even so, oh, yeah. so, yeah. 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 yeah, this would be going back before I even joined up with sort of tidy towns. But in my own estate where I live, you know, yeah. um, it would be true to say that the children, um, I just thought it'd be, it'd be great to, to foster that interest in the environment, you know. So, um, now this isn't unique to swords. I mean, it would have been known elsewhere. But the idea being that um, if you got a plant, um, you know, and you'd put the child's name on it and then get the child to plant it. And then you have more ownership of it there. Yeah. And um, that, that, seemed, that seemed to really work well. You know, the, the, um, we didn't seem to have any problems along those lines, you know. So, and... and <coughs> sorry, I have a <coughs> frog in my throat, excuse yeah, fine, me. Fine, you were also um, uh, the revamp of the local Garda station. That's right, the yeah. Reju- the rejuvenation of the Swords Well. Absolutely, and um, the development of a poly polytunnel project yeah. for young people with outreach. Yeah, well, just to say to you that the the reason for that is, would you believe that? Fortunately for me, um, I love art, I love gardening, and um, with the result that you can, you know, you can link the two together. I mean, I okay, I love doing artwork, as in paintings and other work like that, but. I thought it'd just be great to extend it, you know, into into the town. And <clears throat> the Garda station, the, the emblem, or the, if you like, the sign there, was a bit, you know, well, it needed a lot of work to, to be done to it. But, you know, that was an, enjoyable in itself, coupled with the fact that we put in a shrubbery in front of it. So now it's kind of, it's like it's, it's in, it's practically the centre of the town, and it's been some transformation to it. A couple with the fact that um, at least, you know, if you're doing, if, you, if you've an interest in art and you've an interest in gardening, at least you're not digging up, um, <clears throat> if, if you don't know anything about it, you could easily be digging up plants instead of weeds, you know, so mm. there's, there's benefits in, in that yeah. as well, you know, and then couple with the fact that when you are removing graffiti, if you know a little bit about paint, it's helpful too. Yeah, uh, you're 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 a very happy man, and you um you, you seem to really enjoy what you're what you're what I you're doing. I absolutely love it, and I, I'll tell you, John. The main reason for it is that, you know, like with, as far as I'm concerned, nearly nearly everyone that I've, I've been involved with over the years, you know, in society towns, it's like a family, you know, yeah. and um, except you don't have any arguments, you know. What I mean? That's it. <laughs> yeah. So, and and uh, if you like the encouragement and support from everybody has been terrific, you know. So, with the result that um, it's 
it's just being a labour of love, you know. Yeah, and then I love I love socialising. I love meeting people. So here you have a situation where you're getting it's an activity that you enjoy doing, and I, I need I need that really in terms of health issues, you know. And then coupled with the fact that um, you're meeting people that you enjoy. So there's a social side of it as well, you know. Yeah, I will near a Thames a community radio station, and it is fantastic. We talk mm. to a lot of uh, community organisations and stuff like that, and it is great to see communities pulling together and uh, to of course coming together, is, yeah. and, especially tidy towns and stuff like that, and planting flowers and yeah. this, this stuff like that. Now, I hope you don't mind me mentioning. Yeah, mm. uh, you were you were diagnosed with a condition, and it it never it failed to dampen your enthusiasm about about what you're doing, and not only did it fail to to do that, but you also mm. donate some of your your paintings. Yeah, um, just to explain that to you, I I must say, you know, okay, I have a, a disease called idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, and to put it in simple terms, like when you hear that name, people sometimes look at you with a glaze. You know what the hell is that about? But it's scarring of the lungs, and <clears throat> it means that they don't know the cause. But it is a terminal illness, and um, fortunately for me, though, I, I mean, on, you asked about being happy. I'm very happy to think that with the volume of support from family, friends, and work colleagues, um, it's been second to none. So that gives you a great interest and in keep mm. to keep going. And um, <clears throat> then the other side of it is that okay, it's 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 difficult. But um, the Irish Lung Fibrosis Association, they have been absolutely tremendous. I went through a very bad patch, uh, especially in 2013. It really was quite um, scary, really. You know, yeah, I, I didn't know how to get it. I didn't actually know where to get the support for that yeah. condition, you know. And um, anyway, I, I eventually... Through through their support, um, there's a patient information day. There's um, every every month, there's um, a support meeting for you know people that have that condition, and it's just been a tremendous uplift. I, I mean, I'm I think it'd, it'd be a rather different situation now if I hadn't have got that support, you know, because all it did was it reassured me, um, and then we're you know when you hear people saying support group. You, you might think, oh, it's people talking about their illness and how bad are you today? Yeah. But quite the opposite. It's very uplifting. It's every month when you go there, it's a bit of fun. You can have a bit of banter. So um, that that carries you. And like I really have an awful lot to be grateful for. And in the beginning of 2015, I did really think, you know, if, unfortunately a few of my friends died from that illness, you know, before that. And I just thought, okay... Just go for it and enjoy the moment, you know. And this year has been perhaps one of the most exceptional years of my life, you know. So I'm very grateful to ILFA. I don't, th- I, I can't imagine um, an organisation doing any more for me than they would have done, you know. But then, of course, it, there's other people involved in it as well, to like the, the medical team in Bowman for um, their support, you know. I tell you, Matt, you're, you really are. You're an inspiration to to, to, to everybody listening out there. You know, you're, thanks very much. You're, well, you're a great look, man. I I think it just gives hope to mm. people. Like, I mean, I would say this to anybody that has maybe a chronic illness that there's always something you can do. Like, it doesn't mean you have to go crazy with exercise. Just even an activity 
to get you out of, you know, um, maybe if you're feeling a bit down and meeting people, it's just, you know, on a personal level, just find it so uplifting. And I'm just reading how she mentioned earlier on, you're, you're a keen artist and this year you held your first solo exhibition. Yeah. And um, you, and you had the proceeds, all the proceeds went to Ilta. Well, uh, there, there was there was actually um, 20% of the proceeds went to Ilfa um, and <clears throat> I have to say it was just amazing because it was, as you say, it was my first solo exhibition um, but the support mm. was just amazing um, you know some people were saying to me, oh it's not a good time to be selling art well, it was I mean, I had 32 paintings for sale and 22 of them were sold, you know, during that exhibition. So, um, like, I just, just, I said, look, I go for it no matter what, you know, because you can't look back and say, oh, if only this, if only that, you know. And, um, but there again, it wouldn't have been that successful without the support of so many people. And you also spoke at the European Respiratory Society International Congress. Mm. That was amazing because, you know, I think it was just great to think that as a patient you could speak at such a conference like that you know from a patient's perspective I mean I know um, you know you'd have an awful lot of expertise there um, but nevertheless I suppose a patient would have a lot of expertise who who better I suppose to speak about their illness than a patient that has it and um, but I, I think it was very well received and it was it was a wonderful occasion and I was delighted to be asked. Right, well, we go back now to the award. Mm-hmm. And this was a big surprise to you. Oh, it was a huge surprise. And um, you, you were nominated mm. for the award by uh, Neve Tracy, is that correct? Secretary? Neve Tracy, secretary. She, she's the secretary and Ken Duffy is the chairperson. Um, but I had no idea, like... I. You know, John, I was just been plodding along for years and years, not thinking anything of it. But I thought it was just extraordinary. I got a phone call on the Monday morning, early Monday morning, and um, it was to say that I was shortlisted for that award. And I said, what award? I didn't even know anything about it, you know. I didn't know that they nominated me, I mean. Um, so it's just been a tremendous uplift. You know, what a, what a way to finish the year. You know, yeah, exactly. Well, tell us something you deserve it. You Thank you very it. much, John. I but appreciate it, that. I'm going to uh, read out here what uh, Neve actually said about you. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to embarrass you, but however, <laughs> uh, Neve said, "No, no matter how painstaking the task or how many times graffiti has been washed off the wall, Matt is always positive. He is always ready with a smile and a joke, encouraging new members and old, making difficult jobs easier and tedious jobs fun. His positive attitude and example keeps us moving forward in our goals for the town. He is a smiling embodiment of what a citizen should be. My God, you can't get with with that. <laughs> you can get better. That's actually a lovely compliment. You know." Um, that that's just I mean the way it's put together is fantastic you know you know you, yeah you would be a little bit you say oh god is that really me you know you know what I mean in the sense that you just simply work away there and you don't give it that much thought but obviously people see that side of me which you know you, you just maybe or maybe I take just for take for granted. Well, it's, 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 it's a lovely compliment and uh, it's it's been a pleasure talking to you and um, you're you're a humble man. For all the, these achievements that I'm after going through, John, thank you very much. Yeah. It's been a pleasure.
And what would you say to people out there listening now who say, maybe I'll volunteer for something or maybe I'll... I'd say to anybody that's even thinking about it, do it. Don't, don't have any regrets. Do, do it and do it now. Because, you know, there's no time like the present. Uh, as Nina said earlier, like, you know, it's, it's just so valuable. Without volunteers, you know, what would you achieve? So, and you, everybody has, a, you know, a contribution to make. No matter how small it might be, it's worthwhile. Well, listen, Matt, on that note, uh, thank you very, very much for uh, calling into the studio. You're and, welcome. Uh, it's been John. a pleasure talking to you. Really, no, I mean a pleasure talking to you. And you really are. You're an inspiration.